Well, hello there. My name is HW. Thank you so much for listening and or watching, maybe both, the Tone Junkie podcast. This, my friends, uh, is episode... What episode? It's episode 78. 78. The last one is where HW talks politics. But uh, this one is... uh, Well, let's just talk about other stuff, okay? Obviously, the world is ending. Coronavirus is here. I say that sarcastically, not to say that it's not a big deal. It is a huge deal. Uh, It is a huge, huge deal. But I don't feel like uh, you need to hear more about the coronavirus. Uh, I really don't. Some of you might be under lockdown in other countries. You might be under uh, um, shelter-in-place orders, quarantine orders. Um, I know there's some people from Italy who listen to the podcast. Um, Man, hang in there. We are, we are, we're going to get good news. I really do believe that we're going to get good news, right? I'm seeing a ton of people change their behavior, limit their interactions, right? We're social distancing AF over here at Casa de HW, just not even messing around with it. And just really, um, we don't have an order in our, uh, in our area to, you know, shelter in place or anything like they do in the San Francisco Bay area. Like they do, uh, you know, we're not down to just essential services here in the Nashville area. Uh, kind of, I think we should be, but, um, Hey, that's just me, right? I think they should issue these orders for two weeks before they need to, because it's becoming obvious that, um, we now have like four hotspots in this country and, uh, where there's a concentration of people, this thing is going to spread. It's very, con- very infectious. People comparing it to the flu, they should do a little research. It's much more infectious than the flu. It is literally twice as infe- infectious as the flu, and that has exponential results on who catches it and how many people get it. Italy lost uh, 300 people last night. Or actually, not last night, the night before last. I haven't even looked for last night. Puts puts the death toll up to 1,800 there. I don't want to talk about the coronavirus because uh, good news is on the way. Good news is on the way. You got to choose hope, and we got to believe that. We got to be responsible. I haven't been to church in three weeks. I ain't going this week. I'm scheduled to play. I'm telling them I can't play. If they if they want to do a service that's just live stream, cool. I'll 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 show up and do that. But if they're gonna fill the if they're gonna try to fill the place, can't do that. Um, I I just don't think it's responsible right now. I really don't. I really don't. Uh so just choose hope. We're get literally. Like with so many people staying inside, it's going to affect the numbers. It has, it doesn't have no effect. You know what I'm saying? So this exponential doubling of cases every week is going to slow down. Um, it's going to slow down. It's going to get a little bigger and then it's going to slow down. We might get some more bad news. The markets are probably, it's nine o'clock. I'll check the markets. They're probably trying to rally right now. They're going to rally today at the time I'm doing this. Yesterday, I posted on Facebook. I knew they were going to crumble uh, and I was right. I cashed out and I'm glad I did. Uh, okay. Markets are, um, man, they are almost still. Okay. They give up opening gains and turn negatives. Oh my gosh. The Dow is below 20. No, it bounced back a little. Wow. The Dow went below 20,000. Wow. It went to 19,882. But it's okay. You know why it's okay? Because it's not free-falling. It recovered by itself, right? Opening, they lost. They regained a bit. 
they're, um, it's okay. You see, we didn't need a circuit breaker today. That's good news. That's good news. I know it might sound like I'm searching for a little bit of good news, but sometimes you got to do that. You want to know another piece of good news? Um, it's not harming children. It looks like they can be um, completely asymptomatic and carry it, which is not good. But can you imagine if it disproportionately affected children? The terror we would be see. I would I would literally not leave this house for a month if they said it only killed kids. Like that'd be it. It'd be like boys are out of school. We're playing Nintendo. This is it. We're pushing pause on life for a month, and we would just do that. There's hope, man. There is hope. We're always going to choose hope. Always going to choose hope. Okay, let's get into some lighter topics. Um, man, I am trying to make so much content because I know a lot of people are like working from home right now. So um, I'm just trying to make so much content and I'm really, really coming up with some, I think some pretty cool ideas. So after this, I'm going to go do my favorite profiles with certain guitars, um, which I think is going to be fun. I, I can show off a new guitar I got. Um, I got to listen stuff on reverb, but I actually need help. I need to buy another guitar because I have an issue. So I was doing uh, uh, some tracks for a friend. Uh, it's actually Shelly who, uh, who works with me on some Tone Junkie stuff. And um, yeah, she works with me on some Tone Junkie stuff. And basically... Um, basically... We, uh, uh, we did a little song thing. She did a song and is releasing it for Easter. And I did a, well, I did the guitars for it. So I was really happy to like be on the track and everything because I told Shelly, Hey, I know you're trying to get this out quick. Um, I can totally do it, do it for free. Don't even worry about it. Um, it's totally good. And, um, uh, just send them to me. I'll try and turn them around super quick. I did give the disclaimer that like, Hey, I can do the worship thing. Cause she was like, I want something a little bit rootsy. And, uh, but when I was like, mm, okay, here's what I do. Like, I don't play slide really. I can dabble in slide, but I don't feel good enough about like, let me, let me do your whole track with slide and make it seem super rootsy and stuff. So I just did it. Um, the way I thought, uh, that it would sound, you know, great and sound good. And, um, and I just, I just did it and, and it sounded, it sounded awesome to be honest with you. I was really proud of the guitar work I did on there. Not that it was super complex or anything. I just felt like it served the song and that's always my goal that it served the song. And I thought the song was really good. It's called forever. Now a crown. I'm going to see if Shelly will let me, um, I'm going to see if Shelly will let me like maybe do a video on it where I, where I play the demo and then do some guitar parts and maybe just cut it up so that, you know, I don't know, you don't hear the whole song or something. And you know what I mean? Um, I can, I think that would be cool just to run through guitar parts and show that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think it would be cool, but here was my experience while doing it. What happened was I'm sitting here and first of all, um, I'm a tone junkie. So I handed them four full tracks of guitars, like four uh, parts. So it was basically two rhythm guitars panned left and right. And what I used on that was my 335, 
Um, and I gotta, I'll, I'll get Shelly to let me show you examples. Sometimes artists are a little protective of their work and stuff, and they don't want it to come out first or whatever. So I might have to do it after Easter because it's kind of like an Easter song she's putting out. But anyway, um, yeah. So I did the I did the rhythm track first. It's kind of a and it, I would say it's a little bit Bethel inspired in the way that it's a little bit like. Um, I'm sorry. It's a little Hillsong guitar inspired in the way that it's like um, the tone of just their like rhythm guitars is sometimes a little more verby, a little more haunting, a little more back. And um, so I did that with the 335, the 67 335 with the T-tops, which I loved and um, just gave it. And mostly I was playing a lot of first position chords, um, but really just giving it a nice full rhythm bottom end, you know. Uh, kind of like you know hitting the ones at the at the verses and a little bit of arpeggiating just to like support because uh, there's also a piano and and you know you want to put a lot of dynamics in in tracks and stuff so the verse starts out and I'm I'm kind of going with this little arpeggio pattern picking of just over like you know the three chords that are there then we go into just some big hitting the ones at the first chorus and then we're doing like um uh just went into a little more rhythmic. Uh, just, you know, just a little bit more rhythmic, but still really accenting the ones. Cause it's just like a big kind of anthemic song. Then I got the telly out and my plan was to give the, um, to give the producer a uh, stereo guitars, right? So a stereo rhythm. Cause I always think that just makes a mix huge. Right. So then I pulled out a different guitar. Now that, that hollow body is light, but it's got, you know, it's got air on it. Um, and it's a, it's a light sound, I would call it. It's not like a heavy guitar. It's not heavy in its tone. You know, it's not like the most assertive guitar. Um, it's got a lot of air on top. You can hear that hollowness. It's a little bit shallow in the bass, but it's a humbucker thing, right? The telly is enough different that you, you know, you get that telly kerrang and clang kind of thing. So I panned to the other side and where the 335 was playing these full chords, the telly, I had play sort of abbreviated versions of those chords. So instead of playing like, like imagine playing a full bar F chord where the bass note is on the low E string at the first fret. So you're playing a full bar chord, right? Well, what I did with the telly was I just, I just used, um, uh, just four notes. So I just took the top four strings and, um, I actually think I even left the F open. So it's actually an F major seven, right? I know this is boring to talk about, but I'm just like trying to give a, a picture of like, okay, so I got rhythm guitars. One is full and like humbuckery, a little more compressed. The other is a little more bright. And when you pan these things hard, um, they're, they're, it's almost double tracking, but the differences is what you start to hear. Um, and you know, you hear the difference in the, in the tone and the difference in the, in the chord voicing. So you hear a little more bass on one side, a little less on the other. It's something you don't pick up in, in the mix. That there's more bass on one side or the other, because the guitars are already low cut and everything. But what's cool is you just get this sort of this big sound. Um, so I did that basically for all guitars. Um, there's this like ascending pattern up. So I did that with both guitars. So they really mirror each other, you know, where it goes, um, six minor, five over seven, one, um, minor, th uh, three minor, five, but the notes are bum, 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 right? Bum, 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 that's it, that's it. Bum, 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 bum. So it's, yeah, six minor, five over seven, one, three minor, five, right? That's like the bum, 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 and the melody ascends, bum, dun, 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 you know? 
So it follows the chords there. So, and then I, I on purpose just sort of did a, a pattern because the, the, the piano is going to hit that very staccato, you know, and so what I did was I actually played it. I strummed the, the notes, you know, on the 335 and then sort of plucked them with the lighter guitar with my fingers. Um, and I thought that gave like just enough difference. I, my, what I like to do with rhythm guitars is I love double tracking, but then I love the differences that come out. So I double track, but I don't fully double track. I just basically almost double the parts. Like I, and I kind of sort of almost double them as though, um, uh, like I just taught you a part on a Sunday morning and I'm like, you play this part with me and you're just going to play a little differently because I just taught it to you quickly. So I love doing that. Then I got out the, um, the JM pro and I thought, okay, here's going to be my on the bridge kind of brighter lead sound. So I really ducked out a lot at the verses and stuff. Um, but I did have it do a single note line to, to double the melody. Bum, 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 bum. And, um, and then I went right into some some triads uh, on the um, for the for the verses, and I really let that that guitar because I have one guitar already with the bass on the low strings. I've got another guitar that's just playing these abbreviated chords. I want to play higher voicings with the JM Pro, so I grab the JM Pro and I love the mid rangey tone right that I'm going to get for a lead thing because I can throw it on the bridge. That's the JM Pro to me. It's bright and mid rangey. So there I did these sort of um, bridgy, you know, brighter, uh, but not too bright, more, more mids, um, sort of arpeggiating thing where, um, and a little bit of vibrato on there and sort of hit the higher up triads just to give it some fullness. Right. Um, and I did that through the whole thing. And then obviously I doubled the melody at the verses and I played a little different part at the second verse to give it a little bit of lift into the second verse. The bridge was real simple. Did it there. Then for the fourth guitar, I went and got out, actually gave them five tracks. I forgot about that. I gave them a uh, lead two. Now lead two was my Goldie Strat. And I took that and I basically, I basically sent the engineer a note that said lead two, uh, uh, rhythm one and rhythm two are really rhythm L and rhythm R, right? It's li rhythm left and right. So these can be relatively equal in the mix, but they can be left and right. He, he can always choose to just use one. He can always choose to favor one. I'm just going rhythm one is a quality rhythm guitar track. That's how I would record it. Rhythm two meant to be a little different. Also a good rhythm guitar track, but I would choose rhythm one if I'm going to have anything, right? Uh, if I'm just going to have one, but I like them both. I like to pan them. Then lead one is the main lead, right? This, these were in my notes to him. Lead two is meant to do the impossible, right? It's meant to help lead one sound like a super guitar, meaning lead one might be doing a chord voicing and I might use lead two just to do the same, just to do a different voice higher up right behind it. So it just sounds like a huge chord, a chord that would be impossible to play. So my lead one guitar was kind of playing all over the neck. I would say my lowest chord there was like, was an F with the bass one octave up from the rhythm. So that would be a bass. The bass note was on the D string. So it's kind of like a D shape slid up three frets, you know? Um, so I've got, uh, you know, the third, the, I've got the F note on the, um, I've got the F note on the third fret of the D string, and then I'm playing a D shape after that. And then, uh, 
so you can imagine that chord if you can. Um, and then using that little arpeggio going up to some uh, some A shape, uh, some A shape uh, tri uh, triads, and just kind of ringing them out, a little major and minor there. And then uh, and then that second guitar, it's doing this super high. It's like up at the 12th, 14th fret, just ringing out these little two and three chord things with a ton more verb and delay. And it's really trying to sit behind uh, that lead one. Then on the verses, I went back for lead two. And remember I told you lead one does that part where it goes bum, 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 right? Not to chords, but it's actually playing those notes with the melody. I had lead two with the strat in the in the in between all of this was in the in between position number two position on the strat i had that guitar um provide a low octave boom 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 you know boom 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 so um as opposed to boom boom i can't do it anyway i'm just changing the tone i mean that's a bass <laughs> but you know what i'm saying so it really worked out really well because then you could choose to to put put lead one a little bit to one side and then just have lead two poke up behind it on the other side. It gave it a really great sound. They sent me back the finished track. She was ecstatic. Um, the engineer, I guess, was happy. I mean, I don't know. He, he left all the guitar parts in. Oh, and then I did a fifth part at the bridge. Oh, no, at the big choruses. I basically turned on more gain than you would think, and I learned this trick from Stu G., Stu G says that behind his rhythm guitar, especially at big choruses, at just big parts, he will often turn on a fuzz and double track the rhythm guitar when it's just like hammering chords, like bum, 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 bum. If you're just really driving the rhythm guitar, Stu G uh, showed me that he will use his kilt or some other fuzz to double track that and just send it as a track. Un, behind, with for the engineer and the engineer what they can do is they can sort of bring in that thick fuzzy guitar at like two-thirds volume or 50% volume of the rhythm guitar and if you double track them very close you can't really audibly hear what it is but it just makes the rhythm guitar sound big you know what I mean it sounds like fuller and big because you've double tracked one a little clean one kind of your main sound which is probably going to be cleaner and then one with uh, like a fuzz behind it. Like you're just a thick thing. So what I did, I didn't use a fuzz, but I used more gain, took off some of the verb and delay, and then just used the bridge pickup of the JM Pro again to just add, you know, just, and all I did was play these octave chords um, where I, uh, I actually didn't follow the chords exactly, but I sort of followed uh, a little bit of the melody, not even the melody, I just played a different line just like that kind of thing behind uh the actual changes on the chords and man it just sounded huge uh it really got me remembering like man i love doing tracks for people like that so if anyone has a project uh i might even volunteer to just do it for free because uh, I really enjoy doing it, and um, we could work something out. I think what I want to be able to do is do more content where I show a demo and then show how I add the guitars on, and that could be a really good piece of content for a lot of people, um, and I think that'd be really fun. I really want to do that with Shelly's song. Hopefully, she'll let me. Um, so let's um, let's keep going. Oh, wait. I didn't tell you. 
the best part. I didn't tell you the best part. I forgot an entire part. Should I pull up that track? No, I can't play it here. The reason I went into that whole story was um, I actually put on the other parts. I had the JM Pro do its thing. But then I had um, my problem was once I put down the JM Pro, I grabbed the strap. Dude, I put five guitars on here. I'm just realizing because the whole point was I wanted to tell you what I went back and did with the Lambertones. So the Lambertone, uh, um, here was my issue. The JM Pro um, was thick and big, but when it came time to put on this little melody line thing, I wanted this little, I wanted this thing, I wanted it to be cleaner and clearer. So I actually put the JM Pro away and redubbed part of the JM Pro parts. And here is what I really discovered. Um, the JM Pro sounded great on the bridge, but when I wanted this very clear, bum, 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 that is where I realized, okay, I want brighter and cleaner. So I cleaned it up and brightened it up. And then something snapped in my head and I went, wait a minute. You know what's cleaner or clearer? and brighter and a little more articulate than the Pete than the S90s in the JM Pro the Lambertone Ristrettos so i grabbed the Don Grosh guitar with the Lambertone Ristrettos and I, and i retracked <coughs> excuse me don't read into that i'm not sick i retracked the guitar part that i wanted to be brighter not at the chorus but at this like verse part and it fit perfectly. And I went, oh, I love Lambertone Ristrettos. I forgot again, but now I have a problem. I need another guitar to put those in. I'm not happy with that guitar. I'm really just not happy with that guitar. And so I need to get them out of there and I need to replace them and I need to get the original uh, pickups back in there and I need to sell that guitar. Um, I need to sell that guitar for sure. So I need your help. I need you to help me figure out what guitar I should buy that's going to have P90s um, to put those those Ristrettos in. Oh my gosh, now I'm yawning? What's going on? I think I just need my coffee. So um, yeah, I... I the thing is, I thought about getting another JM Pro, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's a whole thing. But I really do like those pickups. They really, really did a great thing um, for for that track. I really loved it. Um, so I got to have that as part of my arsenal. I'm about to clear out some guitars, too. I got too much stuff in here, and it's freaking me out a little bit with the... Uh, with this whole thing happening. I'm hoping people are still buying gear on Reverb. Because um, I'm going to list a bunch of stuff today. If anyone listens to this podcast and you want like a really good deal. And you see my stuff on Reverb. If you just like reach out to me. I'll, I'll, I'll really try and cut you my best deal on anything. I got a bunch of amps that I've profiled already that I need to sell. And um, I've got some guitars. I'm selling two Eastman guitars. They're great. But I've just got bit by the vintage bug right now. I'm probably going to sell this Don Grosh. Um... Yeah, I got this other guitar. 
Oh, what is going on? I'm sorry. I got this other guitar with cremas. And um, I don't love the cremas, to be honest with you. Um, and that's no knock against Curtis. Um, I'm just realizing I'm not the biggest like humbucker guy all the time. And and here's the thing. It, I, 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 I feel bad that, I, that he gave me this set of cremas and he put them in a guitar for me. I bought the guitar and I was like, hey, I'll put it in some videos. And I really haven't put in any videos because I don't like the guitar much. And I don't dig the cremas. I've even played the cremas in some other people's things. But it's not a knock on the cremas. I actually like the cremas. The thing is, if you notice in here, I always pick up guitars almost that never that almost never have humbuckers it's always strats it's always p90s it's tellies i have a jam pro with humbuckers that i do enjoy live but i just enjoy it for the variety sometimes i never play that guitar at home so um, and then and then you know i have that 335 but it's not for everything i you know i've been bit by that vintage bug but it's not for everything so i'm a little bit like um, I'm not sure I need cremas, but I need ristrettos in my life. You know what I mean? I need them in my life. So I don't know. We're going to figure it out. I actually got three Eastman's I'm selling. And then, and then here's the thing for me about humbuckers. I have this less polished guitar. That's a PRS single cut that has a, a, a um, you know, a 24 and a half inch scale. So it's like a Les Paul scale. It's not there just regular, like it's not like a Tremonti or a regular single cut, but it's, it's, that's, it's there kind of like LP stylish kind of thing. It's called Ted McCarty. And um, it's not the McCarty model. It's a different model. And um, it's it's kind of like what they make in the, um, uh, what are those? What do they call them? The 594? You know, they make the, five, I don't know. Uh, or is that a double cut? I can't remember. It's like that, but um, anyway, it's got the 5708 pickups. I love those pickups. I only keep it around because not because I ever feel like I'll fall in love with it again or something. I, I love that guitar. It's a great guitar. It's it's my favorite kind of LP style guitar uh, that I've ever encountered, really, that I've ever run into. I shouldn't say that I've encountered. I've encountered really great Les Pauls that are amazing, but are really expensive. And I'm not going to buy that. I'm not going to commit that money to something like that. But um, I do really, I just keep that around for videos. And because I think it's good to have a Les Paul reference kind of thing. You know, and it's something I might use. I might use it on a track. I might use it, whatever. But I really want to start doing more tracks for people. I really do. I'm going to put that out there on Facebook. I kind of would like to do more tracks for people. Um, It would be fun. I think it would be fun. I really just want feedback, and I want the opportunity to learn, and I want the opportunity to have this stuff to help me make content. So, um, Yeah. And I mean, it's, it could be a, you, you know, it could be a, I could do the guitars and then I could help you. Like, I mean, I'll share your project or whatever. I don't know if that helps, but you know, maybe, I don't know. Um, it's not like I'm not, I'm not on the level of like, if I share your project, you're going to go platinum or anything, but you know, I just am, am enjoying doing it. And, um, if I could get paid to do it, that'd be cool, but it's really not about the money. Um, if I, if it was about the money, I would just. I would just not do it and commit that time to making an extra profile pack or making more content for Tone Junkie, you know, but it's just something that I had fun the other night doing. I did two tracks in one day for, for some people. One was just a demo for my church because we wanted to have a demo so we could send it out to their guitar players so we could start kind of having some uniformity around a song that we had started playing live. And I had just sort of made some parts up for on the spot. So this gave me an opportunity to go, actually I hadn't made, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm mixing this up with another song. I had not written these parts on the spot yet, but we have other songs I had written parts on the spot that I should go back and do demos for just so we can, because we're going to eventually put it on a record. But 
this song was brand new. Worship leaders excited about it. He just wrote it that week, felt like it was timely, wanted to do it, and was like, hey, would you put some guitar on here so that we can have a demo and I can send it out to um, some people and the guitar players. Anyway. So I said, okay, I put some down and it was great to be able to just, it's great to be able to just like get in there, solidify some parts, really make it work, uh, space everything out. It also helps being able to sit back and listen to a song. Uh, you know, the parts I would write live on stage, I have no problem doing that. And I've written a lot of great parts on stage. If you listen to the last, uh, record I did guitars for, which was, um, uh, there's a name by a church house. Uh, that's the name that we release music under at my church. It's called Church House. There's a name. HW's guitar playing is all over that. Um, and uh, me and me and my other guy, me and my other dude, Nick, Nick Baumhart. Um, uh, he all it's all us on that track on those tracks. And uh, I thought we did it. I thought it. I thought it sounds great. Um, I I thought we wrote some really adventurous parts, and it was fun. But um, I kind of just want to be better at doing that. And so I want to get some practice. So I'm down, man. Send me some tracks. I want to do some stuff. You know what I mean? Especially we're quarantined right now. Just, I just got to crank out some packs and crank out some content. I'm doing content every day this week, every day this week. It's nine 30 in the morning. We're doing podcasts, brother. What do you think this is? Huh? COVID-19 you ain't stopping profile of the world. Ain't stopping it, man. You ain't stopping it. Ain't happening. Get out of here with that coronavirus, all right? Ain't nothing going to stop HW from profiling the world. Nothing. I mean, a pandemic is pretty serious. It could come close. But if that UPS driver can deliver those boxes to my house and they're saying the virus can survive only 48 hours on surfaces, then you know what? Go ahead and deliver that vintage amp outside my house. I'm putting a camera out there with a motion detector and I'll sit on the other side of that glass door and I'll wait 48 hours for that virus to dissipate. And then I'll pull that thing into my house and I'll profile it. You ain't got nothing. All right. We're talking about hope. You know what I'm saying? Talking about hope dudes. We got this. We got this. Um, we're looking seriously and I don't know what this means, but you know, it's, it's funny. It's funny, man. I want to tell you guys something. I was really impatient with my kids yesterday because I was really stressed out about this. I made some money in the, in the stock market yesterday. Um, because I knew the market was going to tank. I knew zoom was going to go up. So I made some money on zoom. I just day traded zoom a bit. I don't normally do that, but I think it was this. I don't day trade. I don't like, but, but I can read indicators. I can read, um, like I can analyze a chart to a, I can analyze a chart to the degree that I can be dangerous enough to make myself lose money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Real day traders have to do it every day because you have to become disciplined. And so like, you shouldn't just get in and get out and dabble and you lack discipline. You need to have a trading plan. Right. And so, but I, I, I know how to just read a, a technical chart and look at the breakout and, and stuff. Um, and then, you know, I also, you know, you can develop just a, I got the appetite for a $200 loss and give yourself a $600 upside. And if you can read the breakout, if you read it wrong, you've lost 200 bucks, but you do it again 
and you read it and you read the chart right and you get another opportunity you can gain 600 you're you're up you know what i mean so um but then the the the, the thing is you get out right so you always do the 3x the 3x multiple on the up uh, and you just read the chart to find the breakout and and that's how that's how you day trade i just told you how to day trade um, <laughs> it's a lot more complicated than that but um, cuz you you can start <clears throat> It's a lot more complicated because as you hit an area that you should, you could have a breakout because you're, or where you're hitting higher highs and lower lows. I'm sorry, where you're hitting higher highs and higher lows, you have an uptrend, right? But you got to also be careful because you could be hitting resistance from other weeks. Other investors might be looking to exit as you could be hitting weekly resistance, monthly resistance, yearly resistance uh, based on the charts. And you might have people who have taken these other positions whether they're uh, swing traders or day traders or they're long-term investors or they're just looking to jettison the market right now because of uncertainty or they're looking to change positions because they think a stock might have gone up too fast and it might be overbought. So there's a lot there. There's a lot there. But, um, you know, I think I just needed something to do. So, um, I made a little bit of money on there. Now I made I'm a little bit of money. I made like $150. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I know that's money, but it's not, I mean, it's not like I'm not trading big amounts of money here. Um, it was a good little, it was a good little in and out. Uh, but man, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, uh. I needed something to do and I was impatient with my kids. And then now I'm realizing that there is a, like a real possibility that school is just canceled, uh, for the rest of the year. Um, I know in San Francisco, they're talking about schools being closed till August and they need to get the kids learning. My neighbors across the street do homeschool. And, um, it's basically an issue of, it's basically an issue of, uh, you know, my younger son is just learning to read these Bob books. So, you know, I was talking to my wife and I was realizing this, this might be it. They might be home for a couple months and we don't want our kids to fall behind. We want to keep getting them forward. And I was kind of short with them. And then I was short with them because I just got news that my dad's business has to close, not close down, but they're under, they're under, um, orders to, um, shelter in place. So the workers can't go to work. That means that means my dad's business, which is an e-commerce company that sells um, like work apparel to companies. One, companies are shutting down and laying people off, so he's hit hard there. And then the other thing is, um, uh, his call center now has to shut down. And so far, the 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 facility where he embroiders and puts logos on hasn't shut down. But if it does, you know, he's really in for it could really be trouble. So I, I just got this news and my son was sitting on this ball and he fell. And I just snapped at him and I said, why are you, I said, why are you playing around with this ball in the house? And he started crying at, I think because, partly because he hit his lip, but mostly because I yelled at him. And I think I just realized at that moment, like, If this virus is going to come kill me, fine. I can't do anything about that. All I can do is the precautions I'm doing. I can't help it if... I don't know. I can't help it if I have to go out and buy food or buy toilet paper or whatever. 
I can't help it if I walked by somebody already. But I cannot be a bad dad. I cannot yell at my kids. I cannot allow the stress of what's happening and the worry of what's happening for people. I cannot allow that to change, you know, what I'm going to do today. Or better yet, I could allow it to change what I'm going to do in a very positive way. I cannot let it have negative effects. I just picked my nose and I realize I'm on camera. But usually when I'm doing this podcast, there's no camera. <laughs> um, I cannot snap at my kids, you know. And and listen, this is a weird thing. But my my friend's son who lives back in California, his mom just told him. His name's Mateo. He said, Mateo, school's out this week. School's out next week. It's out till April 7th. And she said, they're already saying your school might not, might be canceled um, until August when you get out of school. So, and this kid said, coronavirus is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> but it made me realize like, what a terrible thing to say. You know what I mean? What a terrible thing to say, but not from a kid, right? Not from a kid because you right there in that context can appreciate his whole world. He's like, what? School's canceled? It's a snow day every single day? I get to just play video games? I get to just ride my bike outside? They told him not to like meet up with his friend, but I can just, it's a vacation? I'm going to be off now through August. Now I'm going to be off for like six months, <laughs> you know? And uh, it makes you realize you shape their whole world. You shape how they'll remember this. You know, if America has 50,000 people dead, which would be as bad as the flu, and they say it might be worse than the flu, but if America had 50,000 people dead, even if it's elderly people, we're going to remember this as a crisis, as a national crisis. We're going to remember this. And we're going to, it's going to produce in us a generation of people who have a respect for disease like I think we've forgotten. Because I'm seeing these absolute idiots and I'm just is about to get harsh. I'm seeing these absolute idiots on Facebook telling people, telling Christians, by the way, that if you, that you need to go out and support local restaurants, eat in the restaurants, support them because they need help right now. And you need to go sit in that restaurant. No chains. This is what someone put. No chains. Well, you're an idiot. Because what, what you need to do instead is you do need to go support that restaurant. And I want to say everything. I'm doing everything I can right now to support small and local business. And y'all, I'm just going to throw this out there. That includes Tone Junkie. That includes Michael Britt. That includes Worship Tutorials. That includes Troy Trahan from Guitar for His Glory. That includes all those guys on the Helix side. It includes everybody. Michael Britt's off the road. It's canceled. Stoogy off the road, canceled, right? They're not, those guys just lost their income. Stoogy called me from Texas. Hey, we just did our last show 
uh, he said, it's not our last of the tour, but it's the last one because all the rest are canceled. Um, and he said, so I guess I'm not working uh, uh, until, I think he said May, April, yeah, March, April, May. I think later in May they were going to have more, you know, that's they canceled through May basically. But those could get canceled as well. Like we're going to get through this. Trump is saying July to August we'll be done with this thing. But I think we're going to get news in the next couple of weeks. We're going to turn the corner. But this is what I'm saying. There is this ridiculous notion right now running around that if you skip church, and I'm hearing people say this, if you skip church, if you stay home, it's because you lack faith. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I do not believe that. Here's what I believe. The Bible says this. Just listen. For all you people saying, oh, it's, I, you know, we need to have faith. The government's own stop church. We'll never stop church. We believe. We're not going to let this scare us, have fear for us. Stop being so cavalier. The Bible says that the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but of what? Of love, of power, and of soundness of mind. So what did it say? This is what that means. Listen, if you're not a Christian, just listen. Because if this is not something you believe in the Bible, just listen. Because religions have ancient truths in them that have been interpreted by men and have been tested over time to be, have wisdom. Things like do not worry. Things like because by worrying, who can add an hour to their life, right? This is an ancient piece of wisdom that whether you believe in a religion or not, you can appreciate and go, that's true. Worry robs us of the time we have now. If we worry about our death, it robs us of happiness and joy that we could have now because death is inevitable. So why worry? It's perspective changing. So just listen. The Bible is saying there, they ain't this ancient wisdom. I'm saying ancient wisdom because I want to respect, there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are not uh, Christian people, right? I just want to, I, I want to respect that not everyone is coming from the same place, but because what I want to say is applicable to everybody. So what's it saying there? It's just this piece of wisdom. Don't fear. You can do something. Love, power, right? Don't fear. Love, power, soundness of mind. Don't be afraid. Love people. Choose, choose, that's the antidote to fear. Loving people. Love somebody. Helps, help people. You can do it. Be strong. Power. You can do it. Don't be afraid. Choose to help others. You can do it. You have the strength. You can. Make good choices. Be thoughtful about what you're doing. This is the prescription. Not a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of soundness of mind. Don't be afraid. Think of other people. Love them. Choose to help other people. Every, they always tell you, help other people is when you're the happiest. You can do it. You're powerful. You, you can make some difference. You can do something. Choose what you can. And think about what you're doing. And this is where I, I get to here. This notion that if you, if you, 
if you practice social distancing or if you don't go to church, like I'm not, that somehow that's a lack of faith. No. Listen, I am a man in this world who has been entrusted with things. I have been entrusted with the safety and security and well-being of my family. I have been entrusted with a place in my church community. Uh, I have been entrusted in a place in, in my society, right? And I have a responsibility if I have some voice like in this microphone to not tell people to do things that are unwise, to not tell people to, to do things that would harm themselves, right? To not encourage negative behavior. So I reject that idea that somehow you don't have fear, I, that you don't have faith if you are staying home. Because I think it is of sound mind to say, I am young, I am healthy. If I contract the coronavirus, I will probably not die from it. But I do not want to carry it for four days and give it to someone like my dad who has had asthma for years and is older. He's got overlapping overlapping risk categories. That's who that's who's dying right now. The overlapping risk categories. In China, you know who died at the highest rates? Older men who smoked. They developed lung infections and the lung infections killed them. They smoked. Do you know that in China, men died at twice the rate of women? Men died in China. Older men died at twice the rate of women. You can go look that up. Do you know why? Because in Chinese culture, now they don't smoke as much in China, but all the older men still smoke. Women, not that proper to smoke. Way less women smoke than men in China. Older men, I'm talking. My understanding is the younger generation doesn't always smoke as much. But so all these men, overlapping risk categories, they're older and they've been smoking for years. They got COVID-19, chest infection. Their lungs were not healthy to begin with. So I'm not going to church. No siree, Bob. I'm staying here. And we're getting together with the neighbors and we're gonna we're just gonna start a little homeschool kids thing. And uh, we're gonna I'm gonna make sure my younger son continues advancing and reading. And I'm gonna make sure that um uh my older son, right, that he's gonna keep getting better at basketball and that he's continuing to read. And I might even start doing, I'm going to practice, I'm going to make it a priority to practice multiplication with him because he was already doing multiplication, but he needs to keep practicing and getting better. And we'll start some division. And, um, and then we're just learning, man. We're, we're just get, we're trying to learn about the world and animals. We have all the information at our fingertips, uh, with the internet. Um, I think this is a, it's a really interesting time. Kids can really double down on whatever they're interested in right now. If you can just get your kids, if they have to stay home from school, get them off the video games for just three three hours a day. You know what I mean? Let them be couch potatoes. I, it's fine. Go make them play outside. Make them play video games. You got you got stuff to do. You got to take care of the house. This is not going to kill them. This is not going to. This is literally, literally, the virus isn't killing kids, and it's not going to kill them to have a couple months off school. It's really not. It's really not. But just give them some educational movies. Teach them something. Go get them a movie about the Civil War, about the American Revolution. Just get them some educational stuff, something they can watch. There's so much educational content out there that is also um, just good. Just good, man. I believe in us. I really do. 
I think those people are stupid for suggesting that you go to a restaurant right now when, when the CDC and Donald Trump himself, listen, if you think this is some conspiracy, all right, you think it, go watch the president speak the last couple of days. Tell me that man does not look worried. This is not some plot to take him out. This is a crisis. My friend was going to have her birthday party here canceled. My, my, my father-in-law who, God, my father-in-law who has terminal cancer, who the doctors have said to him, this is going to kill you. We can slow it down. And he has said, okay, I'm going on a missions trip to Brazil at the end of the month. Can you fit my radiation treatment around that? You want to go somewhere? You got a virus that you don't have that you can stay away from and you can still choose to put others first in a lot of easy ways by sending someone groceries, by staying away from people, by seeing if anyone needs anything when you do go to the store, by uh, uh, go, help going and picking up medication for your elderly parents or grandparents so that they don't even have to get in the car and go through the drive-thru so they can be completely without interaction. You can leave it on the doorstep. You can, you can do so much stuff. If you're losing your job right now, you can DoorDash delivery dudes is offering people big, big bonuses. I think in San Francisco, they're offering 25 an hour plus tips to do uh, DoorDash. Because, or to do Instacart, it might have been. They don't have, they have such demand. So, uh, my dad tried to get an Instacart uh, in San Francisco the other day. It said the first available delivery was like six days away. I mean, we don't have it yet. We don't have something that's that's probably not going to kill us. My father-in-law is, is, is trying to get to Brazil because he believes he has the good news for people. He, he wants to go minister to people in Brazil. He goes and feeds the poor and helps this group build houses or something or build libraries. I don't know what they're building. They're building something at this orphanage. They're, they're feeding the poor and they're preaching the gospel. If you don't believe in the gospel, that might not seem like a big deal. But uh, to those people who believe in it, it's a huge deal. My point is, he has cancer in his body. It's in his bones. He doesn't, he's not. Why should he worry? It's clear. It's coming for him. It's coming. It's pushing on his spine, giving him back aches. He's like, yeah. Love, power, soundness of mind. Yeah. It's going to get me. He's sad about, he's going to leave his kids. His kids are adults though. He saw his grandkids. He sees his grandkids. It's going to be sad. But he's like, I'm going back to Brazil. He's been in Indonesia and Brazil the last two years, a bunch. I think he's been to Brazil twice already. And Love. What if he gets so sick he can't come back? Power. I can help people. I can do it. Sound mind. I don't have much time left. I better go to Brazil right now. If the Lord wants me to go home when it's time to go, okay, 
I got, I got to get back to Brazil at least one more time. I got to get back there. I got to get back and keep doing what I'm doing. Come on. Have some hope. Have some hope. I've been HW. This has been episode 78. Uh, go support Michael Britt and Stu G, uh, Tone Junkie, all those guys. I hope that's not self-serving, but I'll tell you, buy a Stu G pack if you don't have one. That would help out because Stu makes money on that and um, uh, he's off the road. Michael Britt's going to be off the road, you know. Um, now, don't go look at Michael Britt's Instagram. He's literally on a beach in Puerto Rico right now, <laughs> which was just happenstance. He planned this vacation with him and his wife for the weekend. And he went and he's worried about getting, trying to get back. But when he gets back there, he's, his shows are down. Um, I wonder if he has food when he gets back. Anyway. Okay. Um, my name's been HW. Thanks so much for listening to Tone Jiggy Podcast 78. Uh, I'll do another episode tomorrow. Hopefully we'll be a little lighter. This is just what's on my head right now, man. I'm going to go do some content. Love you guys. Choose hope. HW out. Ollie, what's up, man? We're recording a podcast. Yeah. Look, come over here, talk. I have to come and take a walk with okay, come to come. I'll take a break from this. Come tell the, them what we're doing. What? Yeah, look. See the camera right there? And look, you can talk in the see that camera and you're on the screen. Mm -hmm. All right, tell me what's going on right now in the world. Why are you home from school? Um, because the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was your spring break. So you were going to be off anyway, but you did get off early because of coronavirus, right? What is coronavirus? Um, it's a type of virus that mm -hmm. can spread. Yeah, it's a type of virus that can spread. That came from corona. <laughs> that came from corona. <laughs> it didn't really come from corona. It's called, uh, it's called, it came from China. Did you know that? I know. It came from Wuhan, China, right? So what are we doing because coronavirus is out there and we don't want other people to get sick and we don't want to get sick. So what are we doing? Staying home. Yeah, we just stay home. And what are we going to do right now? I don't know. Well, what'd you just say? We're going to go for a what? <laughs> oh, yeah, a walk. Walk. We've been playing basketball outside. We've been doing chess. Who's the chess until, champ? Until I hit Leo and then, now, and then now his fingernail bent. Wait, that just happened outside? Yeah. And In basketball? Um, two hours ago, it okay. just hit his finger bent, and now he has a band-aid. Oh. From me throwing a ball. Are you enjoying spring break? Have you been getting to play a lot of video games and stuff? Yeah. Yeah? What movie did you watch today? Mm, I don't know. Jumanji. You just watched it. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Dude. Yeah, you did. With The Rock. You just watched Jumanji with The Rock. Oh, yeah. Wait, what's The Rock? That big guy, that strong guy. His name's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He was a wrestler called The Rock. And he would say funny stuff like this. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And then he would say this. Wait, 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 wait. They can't hear us unless we talk into the microphone. Or he would say stuff like this. He would say, um, he would say, what do you think about the coronavirus? What do you think about the coronavirus? It doesn't matter what you think about the coronavirus, right? He would always, he would ask people a question and then right when they're going to say something, he would interrupt them and say, it doesn't matter what you think about the coronavirus, right? Yeah.
Hey, Leo. Do you want to come have a walk with us? I do step over here so we can Leo, hear you. Leo, they don't hear you. Leo, come talk into this mic for a minute. If, they, if you don't talk come into the mic, Look, they see can't the, hear See you. the camera? I'll, Leo, why are we staying home lately? A thing's following Because, uh, um, first, uh, we're staying home because I wanted to. Because you wanted to? No, because of the coronavirus. No. The coronavirus. <laughs> so, uh, it's because of the coronavirus. And because spring I... Spring break. And it's spring break. Mm -hmm. And I... And, and I, it's log out day. Did you eat chocolate? Yeah. I can see it's all over your mouth. 